Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. And of course, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an incredible show lined up for you. Not only do we have an awesome special guest, not only is the entire panel here, and we're going to be talking Bethesda, but at 1 p.m., one hour after this show started, uh, we're going to be going live to the Microsoft Roundtable, and we're going to be checking that out, giving our impressions live as it ha- as it happens. And as soon as that stream is done by Xbox, we're going to break down what information was relayed. First, let's get into the introductions and get right into the topic of the day, because obviously I had a whole show planned, and then, of course, Microsoft drops this bomb at 1130 of this this morning but uh semi games first of all welcome to the program you are the proud owner of a playstation 5 how you liking that man i am uh i'm enjoying my playstation 5 and just as a reminder for you know select people in chat i am not a huge playstation guy this is the first time i've gotten a playstation in probably five six years but really excited with it i've been playing around um i've been uh going through the playstation now catalog and playing uh a bunch of the games i missed out on during the playstation 3 uh, generation uh, recently i've been playing heavy rain and i'm really really enjoying that yeah game. i figured but, you would that's very heavy story related really good. yep 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 really enjoying that and and you know after that i think i'm going to go to beyond two souls and then detroit become human and then i'm going to start really diving into some of the uh the other ps4 titles i missed out on like um you know god of war spider-man uh, ghost of tsushima but uh yeah super excited to finally uh have the console but i'm even more excited to be on this podcast today with you guys talking xbox yeah, we and we have a lot to cover, no doubt about that. Uh, next up, uh, let's let's introduce our guest. Uh, you know him as someone that not only puts his opinion out there, writes incredible articles for the Lords of Please welcome uh, Logan Meyer. Well, Logan, what's up, dude? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Boom, how are you? Good, good. Well, I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Last week we had a little bit of a snafu getting you on the program, uh, but we're glad to have you today. Cannot wait to hear uh, your, uh, you know, your your inner Xbox fan come out and tell us your feelings and thoughts of what happened and what it means for gaming moving forward. Uh, next up, someone that is needs no introduction. He dropped an outstanding new episode of the Trophy Room today, and I watched it, and it was fantastic, and I highly recommend that you check that out. Please welcome Mr. Bad Bit. Hello, hello. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? I just want to come in and with just a, a, a big announcement. I'm just tired of carrying Luke Lore in any multiplayer game that we're in. I'm getting tired. My back's hurting. I need to see a chiropractor. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm excited to talk some big Xbox news. And I'm really excited to join you guys in what could be kind of like a history, little history making moment today with Bethesda and Xbox. So let's let's do it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We don't know who is going to be there. I mean, we can we do suspect Phil is going to be there. Pete Hines potentially, of course. Um, the Lord, uh, Lord Todd and Howard. Savior Todd Howard the of the hour <laughs> is probably going to be there, <laughs> and we're going to get some more information. But uh, next up, uh, 
he changed his name. I love it. Box some bear, Archimedes. Box a bear. <laughs> Welcome to the program, there, brother. <laughs> What's up, guys? Good evening from Germany. How is everyone doing? I am doing fantastic. I had an awful week at work, and I was really looking forward to today's show uh, to get my mind off a little bit of the the work sh stuff that is going on. And uh, so, yeah, we have some awesome topics. We have the show later that I'm really excited about that we stream it live here. Uh, can't wait for it. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great to have you here. And it's very rare that we get a chance to stream an actual event live. And we're going to be going up against some. I would imagine everyone's going to want to do this. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hearing some information. Uh, they've already, uh, I don't want to say damper. They've already tempered expectations. No new announcements. Uh, no games are, are going to be in the conversation that they're going to be showing. Like, hey, this is what Starfield looks like, and this is when it releases. Uh, it is going to be what Bethesda is going to be doing um, now that they are officially a part of Xbox. And I think that uh, we might get some clarification of, of what an exclusive means on Xbox and Bethesda. And I, I don't know if they're going to get too much into that, but I would imagine they have to answer some questions. But we'll figure that out as it goes live. Next up, you know him as someone that has been uh, uses very big words because quite frankly he is that smart uh he has been in the dm i know that he's been chopping at the bit to get here to talk about this because he had some big opinions in our per personal dm vj welcome to the program dude um morning boom morning everyone um actually just to just to archimedes's point um i looked over today's uh simple yet deceptively clever and searching topics and uh, i have to say boom <laughs> there are so many angles to each and every one of them especially since there's so many events yet to occur it's uh, definitely going to be an interesting show yeah and i can't wait to hear your opinion on a lot of what we're going to be talking about for sure and last in no way least our very good friend not only is he in the business not only is a part of a couple of really awesome podcasts he has his own youtube channel that i think needs more subs and i suggest you get over there on my authority and sub his uh incredible youtube channel please welcome back three bit what's up dude Hello, Boom and everyone, and uh, I, I'm doing good. I'm just I'm currently enjoying playing with some friends and matches in Halo. Uh, we had our first round, which was really fun. We played against an uh, eSports team, and, and I just got a brand-new PC um, nice. ready to do some editing work. Has uh, It's a 3090. I'm really loving it. <laughs> it's great. Um, but, yeah, glad to be here with the rest of my Factor brothers. We got a lot of awesome topics, and uh, let's get into it. Yes, well, it's great to have you here, and of course, we're going to thank Lethal Papa already doing what he does best, and that is walking silently and carrying a very big band stick. Uh, he has been very busy, uh, and uh, we have been uh, really putting down some big numbers the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're averaging over 700 people per show, and uh, that takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Of course, Lethal, we couldn't do not, could not do this without you, uh, and I think that because of your... Um, stoutness if you will i think the chat knows uh and i think all the the uh the s bags stay away because they know that they're just going to get banned and we do have an incredible chat that comes here and supports double barrel gaming but let's get into topic number one I, and and because we have such a big panel 
Uh, and because there is no time limit on how someone speaks, I would imagine that we're going to get the one topic. We're going to go to the show live uh, at 1 p.m. And then we're going to immediately break down what was uh, disclosed during this, uh, quote unquote, roundtable discussion with Bethesda and Xbox. And this question comes to us from, uh, of all places, a, a PlayStation dude known by Mr. Bad Bit. And he actually asked the question uh, in one of the streams that we did. Uh, and the big question that he raised was, is Xbox Game Pass the real exclusive? Now, considering Sony's first party games are now here in New York, $77 uh, for one game. Uh, that's a lot of money. And, and it comes and the price increase uh, is not stopping there. We know 2K has already put it out there that they think people are ready for a $70 game. And which, of course, is $7 in tax here in the in New York City. I didn't get that I question. Nobody so asked much me for that. Those prices. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never I never got that uh that uh, that that uh, informational pamphlet, if you will, from 2K saying that I was ready to sign off on the dotted line. Um, and here's the thing, you know, uh, right now, uh, Microsoft I think is positioning themselves uh, in a, in a way where the ultimate value is going to be Xbox Game Pass. And obviously, when you say the word exclusive, some people might say, well, it's it's not an exclusive game, but it's an exclusive service. And it's only available on PC and, of course, Xbox. Now, as fantastic as most of PlayStation's exclusives are, uh, a game like Housemarque's uh, Returnal, I think, is going to be hurt by the $77 price point after tax because it's a new IP. And even though I'm very interested and I was buying it day one, have now pulled back and waiting, I'm going to wait for a sale. Uh, now, and obviously, we have Ratchet and Clank coming out uh, in a couple of months. Um, for a lot of people, uh, you know, platformers aren't it. There is, I mean, see, for me, that's day one because I'm a platform a fanatic. I love them. I love platformers and I like Ratchet and Clank. So I'm going to get that. But that's again, when you start saying $77, that's here in the, that's here in the States, folks. You go up to Canada, it's over $90 US there, which is bananas. Go to Europe. <laughs> go, well, yeah, you know, you know, uh, uh, let's talk about that for a second. In Europe, what does a game cost you, we, um, Archimedes? Usually we pay 70 euros. Um, now PlayStation increased it to 80 euros, which is roundabout, depending on exchange rate, of course, 93 US dollars. Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. See, and again, this is this this comes into the question uh that I have for the panel. I have for the outstanding uh chat. First of all, Scrub Nuts, what's up, brother? How you doing? Chaos Might. Wow, dude. Already the first one of the day drops an outstanding and very generous ten dollar super chat and says Microsoft Bethesda interview on Xbox YouTube channel at 1 p.m. ET. Yeah, we're gonna be covering in that brother live on the <clears> air. We don't, and we're gonna start doing that more often but here's the question uh for the panel here's the question for the chat uh with games heading and and mind you this is this is this is something that i believe is going to become at some point an across the board kind of situation uh 70 plus dollars uh you know per region at least 70 dollars 77 here uh 93 in europe uh you know um 80 80 something in uh canada um and both Sony and Nintendo looking like they will never adopt a Game Pass-like service, has Xbox Game Pass become the true exclusive of gaming? And uh, Joe, I want to go to you first on this because you posed 
this very, very interesting and thought perplexing question because, you know, when you say $15 a month gets you the ability to have 200 plus games, day yeah. and date first party games, mm -hmm. EA play or, or mm -hmm. right EA play potentially you pay you play plus which is rumored to be in there the uh, the the ability to use X Cloud to play on your mobile phone or your tablet and of course later this year the ability to play on your TV fifteen for all of that versus seventy plus dollars per one game yeah maybe there maybe you're on to something here yeah man and I think that's what it, like. When, when we're arguing about, you know, or not, not us, but like when I see the, the Twitter arguments between what's happening with Bethesda, which is still, we don't know much. And I give a lot of props to my co-host Kyle, because he even said it on the trophy room this week. It's just like, he has the same thoughts as, 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 uh, Arkham meetings here. It's just like, dude, just rip the bandaid off. Tell me yes or no. Let's move past this. And, um, and I very much share the, uh, the, the sentiment where, it is about value in in the service that is Game Pass. Like I've known a lot of people that were PlayStation folks who have jumped ship to the Xbox community strictly because Game Pass's offerings are just unavoidable. They may not prefer like I don't know, Halo over you know, Last of Us or whatever, but they just see the amount of games the amount of indies, whatever have you, and they're just like, well, shit, there's just way too much here to say, eh, I'm going to go pay 60 bucks for for my games. Because it's not just exclusives, right, uh, on, on Sony's side. Like, I have no problem paying the 70 bucks for a Ratchet & Clank. But it is paying 70 bucks for every other game, including Ratchet & Clank, right? Those things start adding up. So if if... You know, I'm looking at it as a PlayStation fan. I'm like, well, now I get, depending on if I like first-person RPGs, well, now I got that here on this platform. Well, all of a sudden, now you got like a plethora of amazing studios, amazing titles that will be $9.99 or 15 bucks. And the carrot on the stick going, just like how like the Outer Worlds, right? The DLC is coming out uh next week for that's, all that's platforms. Normally, that's normally a $25 uh, dollar DLC, by the way, yeah. Joe. Yeah, is that DLC coming into Game Pass? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and, okay. and, and so that said, you know, when I take a look at something like The Outer Worlds, that's the DLCs coming out next week. As a PlayStation fan, I have an opportunity to buy that DLC to buy Outer Worlds. And whether the DLC is confirmed for Game Pass or not, Outer Worlds has not gone down. Have not seen that thing on a reasonable price. sale nope. on PlayStation, but I keep on getting this 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 little voice in the back of my head going, "It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass." Listen, who cares about trophies? You're not going to play it anyway. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. So that's that's the thing that I think not too many too many people are looking about like how many studios does Xbox have now, and it's and it's more like. How many amazing games do you get for 10, 15 bucks? And I think that's the real, the real exclusive there. And I think it is the carrot on the stick if I am a PlayStation person. At the end of the day, whatever game comes on, you know, exclusive or not, Microsoft ain't leaving money down on the table, which means more money for studios, more money for uh, for Xbox itself. It's just a win-win everywhere. So for me, yeah, Game Pass is where it's at, man. Game Pass is is the real deal. Now all Microsoft has to do is put that carrot on the stick, 
throw it over to the PC side and see how many people really start uh, chomping at it. Because I think that is the only the only roadblock that they have is trying to entice that PC community more so on Xbox Game Pass. And as soon as that happens, and it will happen, I have faith. Yeah, it, Xbox is about Game Pass. It's not about consoles. That's right. what they're trying to sell you on. And, and that's something a great I've been point. echoing as well. So I, you know. No, 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 and and yeah. it's a, it's a fa- it's a fantastic point, Joe. Makes a lot of sense. And and, and what's interesting in your uh, when, when, what you broke down is several people that you personally know that played on PlayStation could no longer ignore what they were doing over at Microsoft. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think and I actually think and again, I, I'm, I'm not on the board of Microsoft. I have stock. Sure. But I'm not on the board. And I can't I can't logistically say that they weren't smiling like the Grinch when Sony announced their games went to 70 bucks, because at that point, you know, granted, take nothing away what Sony is going to do with their first party. The PlayStation 5 is going to be as stout as ever. Uh, with first party, uh, you know, a prowess. I, I I do not doubt that at all, but we did. We, but but you did hear uh, Jim actually come out and say Jim Ryan. If you, I don't want to call him Jim because I don't know him personally, but Jim Ryan actually I call said, him Jimmy Jimbo, we have uh, Jimbo, whatever. He actually <laughs> said that the PlayStation players are not enough. Yeah, for, and he. You know, Joe, you, why don't you comment on that for a second yeah. and, and, and why this also just stokes the fire of the the exclusive Game Pass scenario? Yeah. yeah, and Jim's right. Just like like real talk, I think Xbox did a better job at, at talking about it when they were like, we're going to PC too. Because like that's exactly the reason why Xbox went to PC as well. It's like games are getting way more expensive to make and this exclusive bar- barrier is going to start hindering those companies. So the best thing that they can do is put it on a platform that they don't compete with, which is PC, and not having to put it on their competitors' systems or boxes Mm -hmm. or services yet. So that's what, you know, Jim Ryan's 100% right. Even with the the ecosystem as large as PlayStation is at the moment, it isn't enough to, to say, hey, these games that cost hundreds of millions of dollars and will continue to cost hundreds of millions of dollars only grow up, grow in value. Um, this one side is, is fine. Again, Xbox's whole thing of like, let's put Game Pass on mobile, PC, Xbox, uh, whatever have you, try to open it up to that magical, not going to hit 2 billion mark. That is literally them saying, listen, we need as many systems as many boxes as many tvs as we can for people to adopt this service so that we're making boatloads of money every month because if game pass was only for xbox people it'd probably be a bit more expensive than i would agree yeah i agree with that so yeah i think that's it's it's a right attitude to make and I, i i i hopefully we see the more of the exclusive stuff start to erode over time yeah, and I agree. Uh, real quick, before I bring Logan in on conversation, uh, Tushy Gaming drops a two dollars super chat, and VJ, this is for you. Now, I think I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It says Savloy and Chips tonight. Savloy and Chips. Savloy yeah. and Chips. Okay, well there you go. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure that it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smitty Smith, our very good brother, bringing us back to church once again. Says hello, everyone. This is one heck of a panel. Salute the Book of X after dropping a $5 super chat. Thanks for being here, Smitty. Love you, brother, and definitely appreciate the support. But, Logan, 
Let's get your opinion on this. Uh, Joe posed an incredible question. Now, granted, it is a question that is going to have a multitude of different opinions and answers. But when you try and logistically break down that the U.S. currently is the cheapest place to get a PlayStation game at $77 full boat, the rest of the world is looking and saying, I wish I lived in the U.S. Well, maybe not not, not yet because we had a knucklehead president. But um, it, regardless of the fact, it's the cheapest place. And it's the for, for at least for me, that is almost import pricing. Like I remember paying $78 for an import game for my PlayStation 3 or, you know, the Dreamcast. I, I remember that. I couldn't I honestly couldn't fathom that in 2021 we would be paying. Almost $80 US for one Sony game. So my question to you, like it was to Joe, has Xbox Game Pass be positioned to be the true exclusive of the industry? Well, it's a fantastic question. And I think Xbox is all about the value proposition. That's why they made the Series S to begin with. Because not everybody... Um, most of the people you hear online are the hardcore types that are like, oh, 4K this or, you know, RDNA that or you just they're all about the power and everything. But the general gaming populace really doesn't care that much about that. They they want the games and value. And that's why they made the Series S. Um, so Game Pass itself is like that. It's the ultimate value proposition doesn't matter if it's exclusive or not on there you have all these games for a set subscription price it's just incredible value so to me i think it being the exclusive is, is a good point um it's something if they do truly let some of these bethesda titles be multi-plat we'll find out more about that later if they do that then the the whole you can uh, use game pass as like maybe if you're on xbox and use game pass you can get the dlcs or the expansions for free or something where they can add value to it and make it an exclusive in that manner but it it truly is an exclusive i think yeah and what you're saying makes sense and they've been doing that with a lot of the games where dlc has been baked right into i mean a perfect example of that is um gears the the gears dlc Right. Um, that that came out of nowhere. It's probably the best piece of uh, Gears DLC I think I've ever played. Hive Busters, again, and there's some people that haven't played that. Shame on you if you have Xbox Game Pass. But if you didn't have Xbox Game Pass, you would have to buy that. Um, and even even at the price of ad admission, it was worth it. But if you had Game Pass, you'd have to spend a dime. So that's the point. VJ, I, I want to go to you next because you always attack these questions from a, just an, an intellectual uh, point of view that just is fantastic to sit back and listen to. For you, uh, you know, seeing how um, game companies have it in their brain pan that uh, we're already as gamers. Uh, as a matter of fact, the head of 2K said that. We, he spoke for me. He said, Craig, you are ready for a $70 game. And I told him, well, I can't really say on the air what I told him, but it wasn't I'm ready for $70 games. Um, with that in mind, with the price going up, and, and, and again, it was Sony that started it first, and you know, obviously Ubisoft kept their prices down, Microsoft kept their prices down, but for how long? Has Xbox Game Pass become the true exclusive for the industry? 
Um, <clears throat> sorry, I was uh, I nearly choked, Boo, when you went when you came to me. So I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Um, okay, so I think Tuesday's announcement didn't quite feel like the uh, dopamine rush, right? The vast majority were expecting, but. Yet Game Pass remains the perfect gateway drug, as I've said before, for many that are beginning to realize and or embrace the fact that you no longer need to spend uh, $70 each time. Uh, you require a, well, I don't know what you want to call it, a AAA fix, especially if you're not a well-to-do stockbroker, right, who enjoys Bethesda games. Um, <clears throat> um, if you've spent any degree of time with Game Pass, and I have spent 75% of my time, I would say, in Game Pass since the launch of the console, you quickly come to see and realize how good it already is, right? I also feel Phil's asked the question to himself and probably to his team as well. If if we sell 80 million Xbox Series X and X machines over the next six, five, six years, will every single owner subscribe to Game Pass? And um, regardless of what the answer is, my question would be, can we wait that long to find out? <clears throat> That's why they're being so aggressive. Um, <clears throat> and, and I'll talk about aggression is that, you just have to look over the last three years. Phil's captured, what, 23 studios and 35 teams, and I'm not even including all of the second-party uh, teams that work with Microsoft on an exclusive basis. And let's not forget <clears throat> that now, uh, you know, they've got a range of fabulous, you know, pop culture IP um, in, in the process. That's what they've managed to gather. And in this all in order to fuel Game Pass with content. And, um, and I was thinking about this the other day, and um, <clears throat> this happened last year, but let's not forget, Xboxes or Microsofts deal with what is it four to five thousand GameStop locations and fifteen thousand store employees and managers, and they in turn will help to remodify and re-educate the would-be next hundred and fifty million next-gen purchasers of new consoles. The <clears throat> a lot of people say to me they're not aware of Game Pass, <clears throat> especially PlayStation guys. They're either not. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Um, but <clears throat> the the easiest way <clears throat> to sort of Sway your purchase is through um, a one-on-one -on -one clear illustration and messaging and articulation of, of of a said proposition. That being the clear distinct the clear distinction, I would say, between buying your games at sixty dollars or seventy dollars on other formats versus a new way, a new option, a new opportunity in Game Pass, where the same content is available uh, via subscription fee with no penalty if you dislike a game. Since there is, since you can drop that game and there's plenty to choose from that will engage and capture you. And I've gone on record in, in much detail, and I won't do it here, but just to sort of briefly summarize as to why I have no issue with $70 games. Many that are 60 deserve to be 30. Many that are 15 deserve to be 60 or 70. Only 3 to 4%, and maybe even less than that now, of Sony's 120 million you know, install base, purchase $60 to $70 games. And I'm not talking across the lifespan because over the lifespan, the price sales deteriorate, the price price point also declines. It's a niche market that Sony cater for regardless of the inadvertent positive connotations and synergies, high production value <coughs> games offer and afford the PlayStation or Nintendo format. I said it last week. It may have been the week before, I forget. My memory's not what it used to be. Um, a three- to five-year investment into three Sony first-party games released over a 10-month period with over $700 million invested in development, marketing, PR, etc. All invested with a zero return on investment, ROI. And I would be 
put my money on, there was probably a capital loss to show for it. That's why Sean Layden was told to collect his things and move on and Yoshida demoted to head up indie games. It's basic economics. The narrower your audience, the higher the price. It's, it's very much like the wine industry and the two polar opposite audiences, audiences, audience, audiences it serves. If I am Phil, and this is, is sort of dovetailing back into, into the Bethesda deal a little bit, but I'm still a little bit perturbed of what I've been hearing. If I am Phil, I would strategically deploy all of my content exclusively and non-exclusively, depending on my growth, goals, opportunities, messaging, engagement, visibility, and circumstances at any given point in time. I am today, if I'm Phil, not going to alienate, as I said, you know, 150 or 180 million would be next-gen console purchases. That would be political suicide. You only have to ask your former president. And my takeaway and understanding is that for Phil, at least, flexibility and leverage in business is a very rare commodity. And Phil has provided and afforded himself both of these options. I think he's really calm in his thoughts. And I think slowing things down as things are getting bigger, bigger, as bigger and better for him is still determining how he feels about the deal and the responsibility that he's got on his hands for, for Xbox and his shareholders as well as the community. At the moment, what I'm seeing since Tuesday, since this announced, I think it was Tuesday or Monday, I can't remember which day it was announced, but at the moment, ideas and solutions are coming from all sorts of voices from all over the place that have, I'd hate to say this, but have no business offering an opinion. I was appalled at some of the flippant remarks aimed at Phil and Xbox, um, especially for some who are supposed to be well-versed in the industry. He is about to change the whole soul and culture of the gaming industry, and he's not going to do that without really thinking or reflecting on each and every step of his journey. You've got to afford him that. Once you once you draw a line in the sand, whether it's techno with technology or whatever, and you step over that line, it's really hard to go back. We're all sort of aiming for perfection through desire uh, uh, in an imperfect industry. For me, Phil is very much, in my opinion, trying to humanize Xbox brand and, and, and trying not to tarnish Game Pass, which in the past, let's be honest, in the past, present, and future, I would say, has had blame, criticism, criticisms, and accusations leveled at it. And I've been, and I'll be honest, I'm one of them to do that, right? So, and to wrap up, Game Pass and the content Xbox now wields should be managed responsibly. And there are a lot of angles to this that I can't cover in the confines of, of one podcast. I want to observe and see if Phil lives up to what his vision is for the industry and what he's been saying, and if it falls in line with mine. The game industry can only call itself a profession if its aims, in my opinion, to make people dream inclusively. And Phil has perhaps the first time in history the opportunity to do that. And one of those avenues is through Game Pass. Whatever you think of Game Pass, it is a paradigm shift. And at this point in time, at this point in time, it continues to be greater than the sum of its parts. Those are my and I and I love it. I, I I'm glad that you are uh, that you broke it down the way you did, and, and I agree. I, I think I think everything that you're hitting on is not only uh, a reality that has happened, but it is going to happen for sure. Uh, before I get to Zemi Games and get his opinion on this, Zemi, I want to just to grab some of these super chats. First of all, Tempest Sun, our good brother from Primetime Gaming, uh, with Mister Boomstick and friends, he drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says Phil needs to rip and tear until it's done. Make it all exclusive and watch the general gaming media have a meltdown. My popcorn is ready. Yeah, they would probably shit the bed for sure. Uh, Thanos, another generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding. 
any five dollar super chat and says the one the one one of the best features of xbox game pass that no one really talks about is it's the discounted prices on games yeah that's a great point dude um yeah people don't talk about that or enough of it for sure lord roughness generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says yes Game Pass is the real Xbox exclusive, and Microsoft are doing a brilliant job filling it with content. It's an all-you-can-eat gaming buffet. Indeed it is. And ATL, uh, Alt, thanks for being here, brother. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Do you think that PlayStation alleged dominance is because of a large variety of niche, smaller selling games? Sometimes you have to take the loss to get a win. I think the reason why one of the I think I think it's safe to assume that the reason why Sony sold so many consoles isn't because people like me and my brother bought multiples. Between us, we bought nine of them. That's just me and Neo Mental, right? Um, I think Sony was the cool system, right? They were the system for casuals because of games like Spider-Man, games like God of War, games like The Last of Us 2. Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And what you get is someone buys a said console that's a that's not a hardcore. That's not even a mid-hardcore, just a straight-up casual. They buy it because their friends are talking about it. And they buy the 2Ks. They buy the Maddens. Uh, they will eventually, you know, dip their toe into Warzone, but that's free. They'll buy the Call of Duty. They'll buy that one big triple a game exclusive like a spider-man because spider-man is a well-known uh you know ip um and i think that if microsoft could find the same niche or the same groove that we saw so sony dominate last generation with the series s and of course the uh, the ultimate version of Game Pass, which you know obviously the the value proposition goes through the roof. You're going to see a lot of those casuals move over because of price, uh, and I think that's going to be a again. We, it's too early to tell if that is what's going to transpire. But Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this. You know, you you you, you got your hands on a PlayStation Five. Finally, yep. you got one on. So now you you have a Switch. You have a Switch. Um, you know, a Switch Lite. Yep. Um. You have an Xbox Series X. You have a PlayStation 5. You support all three consoles. Uh, but in an era where games are going up, and again, this is just the start of it. We saw Sony take the first shot, and their games are $77 here in the U.S. How Do you believe that Xbox Game Pass has become the true exclusive of the industry? Yeah, so I mean, just starting off with the with the price increase, uh, to me personally, I, I don't really think that that in, in any way is really necessary for the industry. I don't really think that these companies need to be charging seventy dollars. Uh, I think that the the increase in pop you know popularity for you know uh, gaming uh, has you know constantly and consistently been on the rise, and coupling that with you know more people buying digitally than ever, I, I think really makes it where you can still maintain that $60 price tag and still make plenty of profit. So for me personally, just right off the bat, I think the $70 price increase that we have seen these companies push forward is really just nothing but greed. Um, 
And I think that's also dangerous in the current market that we're in because COVID, right? This is something yes. that a lot of the times mm -hmm. we like to still forget about, right? You know, it's 2021, but that doesn't mean that there's still not uh, going, you know, going to be problems that arise from people being out of work for, you know, nearly a year and, 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 and what other, you know, future financial ramifications, uh, you know, individuals and countries and just people, society have to feel going forward, right? And- to me, raising the price tag up to $70 is a huge threat to uh, these companies that you know want to adopt that price because, quite frankly, you're probably going to see a reduced number in, in sales of what, of what you would have if you would have just maintained $60. And so uh, I, I think that that is definitely a huge factor into what could convince many, many consumers to jump over uh, two game services and you know why not go big and go to the best game service that's out right now and that's xbox game pass so you know that that for sure i think is a huge mistake now as far as xbox game pass is the exclusive you know i i don't think the actual idea of game pass is the exclusive rather i think that 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 its feature set is exclusives right um Xbox is currently the only company that is able to capitalize on all segments within the gaming industry. That's mobile, console, PC, everywhere, right? Nintendo can't really necessarily say that 100% and neither can PlayStation, right? And, and so that is a huge, huge advantage and a huge strength that Xbox has going into this new generation and especially going into, you know, questionable times where people, you know, are really questioning their finances. Another exclusive feature set of Xbox Game Pass and of their services all around is that you can play the games uh, first party games day and date, no additional uh, cost, right? Sony can't say that PlayStation now isn't like that. And so that is a very, very, very strong feature that is exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. And then we also have to look at other, you know, exclusive features being, um, for instance, EA Play, right? That's another thing that that PlayStation can't really tout as having on their services. So I don't think the idea of a service is exclusive because, PlayStation Now, of course, exists. I believe that Nintendo has something similar, not nearly as good, but but it but it's somewhat similar. I believe I'm not super, you know, uh, up to date with all the all the Nintendo stuff. But I don't think it's really necessarily that Xbox Game Pass is exclusive. I think what they're offering consumers and 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 because they have doubled down on services rather than selling software, they have a lot of exclusive features that are really, really strong, especially, you know, uh, post, you know, COVID or, you know, towards the end of post COVID uh, with vaccines now coming out. I, I think that that's really the strength of Game Pass. So it's not necessarily the idea that Xbox Game Pass is just exclusive. I think it's their feature set is. And that is is a huge, huge strength for 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 Xbox, you know, going forward in in today's market with, you know, um, you know, financial certainty being unknown for a lot of individuals and with the, you know, price jacking of certain uh, titles going up to seventy dollars. Uh, I, I think that that is absolutely a huge strength. And I think that we will more than likely see PlayStation and possibly maybe even one day Nintendo 
adopt this same business model as Xbox, I think that they're hesitant to do so because it really is a risk. It really is a gamble, right? Xbox decided to do this because they just weren't competing with PlayStation uh, the way that they wanted to, right? They had a huge disastrous launch of the Xbox One and, and the years that followed with very limited exclusive games and all sorts of problems, right? Xbox decided to shift their business model to better compete with PlayStation. And so far they're doing an excellent job and what they, from, from the outside looking in, it looks like what they're going to do is going to work, but it still is a risk, right? Yeah. We know that gaming, or we know that movies with services, music with services, books with services all work. We don't know if gaming with services do. I believe in my heart of hearts that it will work. It will work tremendously well, but it's still an uncertainty. Imagine if Xbox Game Pass didn't work. Do you think Xbox would survive? Do you think that they could go back and, and, and tell their consumers, hey, sorry about that, but now you got to buy all the games at $60 a pop? It wouldn't. That would be a huge disaster. Sony understands this. There is risk in what Xbox is doing. I think Xbox is doing very calculated risks. I think that Game Pass for sure will be a success. But from Sony's perspective, we have to remember that it is a risk. And, and, and if this doesn't work, uh, this is going to be devastating losses or potential closure of the Xbox brand. And whenever you come in it with that mindset, you can see why Sony is a little bit more hesitant to jump on board full throttle, doubling down on these services. But I think we will see them do that because they will eventually have the proof that they need to know that these services are very sustainable. Yeah. And that to me is is the real key of what Xbox is doing with their service and 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 one thing that I think a lot of us like to sometimes underestimate is how they have incorporated this service into every single segment right mobile gaming makes up 50% of all revenue in the games industry console makes up roughly around 25% pc the other 25% right and that's why we we've seen playstation make these small moves like putting their first party games on 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 pc um it's because they need to maximize the amount of growth and the amount of money and the amount of profit that they can earn in and console gaming just isn't really strong enough it's not enough anymore um, and, 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 and so just to kind of reel it back in, I don't think that it's necessarily Xbox game pass. That's the exclusive. It's the features that are exclusive to game pass that they, that they alone have, and that they alone can tout and, 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 and communicate to, to, uh, consumers that they have. And great points, dude. And you know something, you're, you're, you're I think you're definitely onto something for sure. Uh, and about just the, the services Excel. I mean, the service Excel is exclusive to PC and Xbox. That that's that's a reality. But it's the subset of of, of what they do in between the lines that I think is is uh, intriguing. And I think you're right. I think the Sony, uh, Microsoft is in a position. Nobody wants to lose money, folks. And Microsoft does not want to lose money. Their investors do not want Microsoft to lose money because when they lose money, Microsoft, their investors lose money so this is a calculated risk but again when you can put as much as they put into this you are going to get the uh the, the, the subs are going to follow when, when you when you pack in so much value um 
Archimedes, let, let, let's get your opinion. I know you've been sitting there biting, you know, uh, ch- chomping at the bit to jump in. <laughs> For you personally, as someone that covers, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the industry like we all do here because we're all content creators in one way or another, has Microsoft, uh, you know, th- this this service that is really one of a kind at its point for gaming, not not for digital media, but just for gaming, has this become the exclusive? And and how how can Microsoft continue to push the envelope to take advantage of that? Yeah, first of all, uh, thank you, Boom, for not uh, letting me speak after Vichy. I mean, the best articulated guy on the panel against the worst articulated <laughs> panel member. Uh, thank you. Um, but I want to pick up some of um, Vichy's fantastic points and also some of uh, Sammy's and um, Joe's because a lot has already been said. Um, I love the idea of, of saying Game Pass is the exclusive because we've been saying it for a while on this show um, that Xbox is Game Pass right now. Xbox is not the console anymore. Xbox is a whole ecosystem. And with that, it's not just that we get a ton of games to play um, with, with a Game Pass subscription. It is also that seamlessness across devices that we have right now. And this is a true next-gen experience for me <laughs> um, because I can pick up um, Gears Tactics. I'm playing Gears Tactics right now. Yeah, I pick, can pick up, play uh, my my uh, next level on my phone, continue on my console, and then switch over to my PC. Um, this is this is really something that we don't have with anything else besides if you are a Game Pass subscriber. Um, then, of course, we get all this value. Um, Logan touched on that as well, yeah? Uh, that the value proposition from Game Pass is just unmatched in the gaming industry and you were starting with this um when you compare that to <coughs> the fact that sony has made gaming more expensive than ever before and, and microsoft basically has made it cheaper than ever before there is there's really a, a something there and it is an exclusive service we don't have anything like that on nintendo the nintendo system or uh the, the sony consoles um and yeah, so it really is uh, is an exclusive um, for the ecosystem, and yeah, it has been said it is a financial risk, and it is um, uh, probably the reason why um, Sony isn't doing it because their install base was just so much bigger. The risk for them would have been much bigger than for Microsoft, but Microsoft has seen that they cannot catch up with. Sony and actually also with Nintendo because uh, their success is also um, uh, exceeding the, the the success of the Xbox One era, and so Microsoft had to do something. Um, they had to change the industry, and and Vijay uh, ex- uh, played that uh, very beautiful. Um, how Phil Spencer is really thinking about changing the landscape and ch- changing the perception of gaming and. And that to have such a uh, subscription service like Game Pass is really the key to for doing that. Um, it is basically following the same thing that happened in the movie and the and the music industry. Um, and, and it's funny to see that nobody is trying to adapt to that um, right now. And we will see about the success um, of Game Pass in a couple of years. It will if it will become uh, that revenue 
a maker that 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 continuous stream of revenue for Microsoft that they want to have. Um, but right now it is an exclusive. It is um, the best value in gaming out there. And yeah, with all the Bethesda discussions we have, um, uh, and I think we will touch on that a little bit later, um, we, we really will see whether uh, or how big the, the value of, of Game Pass can grow because when this... The, this, these, all the Bethesda games and all the other first-party content from the Xbox Game Studios, from all the other 15 studios, come day and date into Game Pass, the value will, will get even bigger. And so, yeah, um, Game Pass is a, is a game changer. It is right now the best next-gen experience you can have with that seamlessness uh, across all devices and systems and everything just works. Yeah, your save files are there. You can choose the device you play on and this will only uh, get better over time, yeah? So we know that the smart TV apps and so on are coming, and I can't wait um, to see where, where uh, Game Pass will be in, in a year or two, yeah? Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, there's, there's a lot to get excited about, and I think that if there is one thing that Zemi says that's spot on is uh, with the amount of new gamers entering the arena uh with of course being the you know with the whole you know stuck at home you know shelter at home situation gaming saw a boom unlike anything it's i think the industry has ever seen so Xemi, i think you're right on you're right on with the they don't need 70 dollars, and greed is leading the charge i'm happy to see that microsoft has found a way to make gaming affordable for everyone and and, and mind you we're not we, we still haven't really talked about in the conversation when talking about Microsoft and value is how they allow people to finance these consoles if you want to uh, do that. Like if you don't have the money to buy outright buy a console, you can use their 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 service and get your console and only pay a couple of bucks a month. So it's 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 pretty interesting to see where the uh, the industry is going to go. And I'm happy to see that Microsoft is leading the charge, uh, especially now. Um, but three bit, let's get your opinion. But three bit before I get your opinion, brother, we got 600 people here, which is bananas. Um, do me a favor, folks, hit the like button, uh, share this on social media, let people know that we're covering the live stream, something new to this channel that we've never done before. But now that I have a pewter that has the muscle to do it, we're going to be streaming it live. Um, and I look forward to uh, you guys hanging out for that. But I want to catch up on some of these super chats. I mean, quite a few of them. Um, RA89, uh, Ra, thanks so much for being here, brother. He says this after dropping a final super chat. People are wrongly talking Xbox as a big third-party publisher. But where? But why there's no Gears, Halo, and Forza outside of Xbox and PC? Yeah, I, I would never consider them third-party. I think that they're um, – we're going to see what that means. Uh, and I think that they're, they've positioned themselves very well to give us that answer uh paul grant a generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and he says hit that like button indeed thank you so much for that paul definitely appreciate it uh reggie mobile nine another generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says great show booming panel if the only company that could do game pass service like this is microsoft Sony can't buy enough studios to stock their service. You know, that's an interesting point because as much as I love their games, they do and, – and the quality shows, it does take nothing away from what Sony does. It does take them several years, up, upwards of five years to get a game out per studio. And, you know, obviously they're quality, sure, but – 
the 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 abundance of studios Microsoft has and the deals that they're going to be doing to get some second uh, second and third parties Game Pass uh, you know um, fodder if you will in there is pretty big and I think that's a that's a definitely a great point Michael Cullick, a generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says do you think that the panel that Xbox will be streaming at 1 p.m. will clarify more of exclusivity. I'm hoping, dude, I really do. Or would they keep uh, stringing us along? It's. I, I actually hope that they do get. let us know something or at least what the plan looks like, even if it's just, you know, on current paper right now. Um, Z Black Rider, generous friend of the show, he drops. Very generous. $10,000 says, love seeing you get you all getting smarter. Yeah, well, listen, we get smarter because VJ. VJ really does bring the knowledge for sure. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, three bit. Let's get your opinion on this. Uh, with games yeah. increasing, with the price of admission going up to play one game at $70 plus here in the U.S., uh, it looks like um, Microsoft secretly or maybe by accident, or maybe on purpose, position themselves to be the best value in gaming. Has Xbox Game Pass become the true exclusive of the industry? Well, I always think I know what I'm going to say till I hear all of your amazing, diverse opinions. <laughs> so I'm going to take this topic in a bit of a different direction. Um, to firstly answer the question, Game Pass is for sure... Uh, I think Zemi said it pretty good, but I, I'm, I think the... Game Pass is, is for sure like a real exclusive in a lot of ways. I refuse to pay for a $70 game. It's too much for me personally. And if it's even worse to pay that much during a pandemic on top of all that. Um, not only do I think it's too much, imagine you have like a high tier gaming PC, right? That will perform better in a lot of ways than some of these new consoles. Uh, if you have a high tier one, uh, your games are cheaper on PC. And Game Pass is just it's looking even more appealing in, in a lot of different ways. If you want to grow your service, you need exclusive content to drive people there. So it's it's amazing that Game Pass has managed to um, grow to almost 20 million subscribers without any huge bangers. So I, I can only imagine when Starfield and all these amazing uh, games start hitting onto the platform and something game pass is doing is making me explore more games yes i prob probably wouldn't have played otherwise which does what for games we know game pass helps drive engagement engagement in like a multiplayer game especially means money money means more content for production and production it like fuels back in so paying 70 dollars games to me uh this is i'm not a fan <laughs> especially when games make way more money than they ever have before yeah and i'm and i'm a consumer right but i'm also in the industry but i'm also a consumer and as a consumer i'm always looking for the best deals that's where i'll go and um, my my whole thing is just paying that much, not or, or just paying for something like a remaster, right? When you pay big for a remaster, uh, which should be a thing of the past, you, you don't have to remaster your game and make people pay for it, update your game for free, slap it onto Game Pass, and you get the good word out there and having people try your game that they would have never given a shot, uh, making the money you would have potentially never made as a developer. And that sort of fuels in with what game what i think game pass is um something that i don't think jim ryan got right away um which is sort of the surface level thinking of game pass you're not getting that 70 dollars right away uh, as a business person 
um, for your games. But what you are getting instead, uh, if I was Xbox, you're getting that residual income and, and something uh, and more activity through your subscriptions, which can be more powerful in certain cases, especially when you pair that with how much money Xbox has probably made over the years with just Xbox Live Gold. So now <laughs> they're making Xbox Live Gold money and also this Game Pass money. Um, Game Pass to me is definitely an industry defining movement, and I can definitely see other platforms start to use it over time. You know, platforms always copy each other, um, and, and it's a way we move forward as an industry. Art is all about that, constantly being inspired by previous artists and then jumping to different genres while being inspired by the latter. The, the thing that can stifle uh, that jump is always an industry head that wants money or the audience that not being ready for it. Something we can compare that to is, is uh, Warner Brothers, you know, securing that patent for Shadow of Mordor and the Nemesis system. Yes. Which would be amazing in some games and is now locked behind a corporation. Um, or for years, uh, who was it? Namco. I, I think they trademarked uh, auxiliary games, which allowed for players to play like a mini game in loading screens, uh, which would have been nice for games that take forever, like like Grand Theft Auto V, right? <laughs> but um, Namco has had a lock on it since like 1998. I believe it j expired like 2015 or something. Uh, but they had a lock on it. Um, and um, then we have a whole bunch of other features like like Xbox copying the share button. But all that to me, it sort of leads to this one moment where uh, Game Pass can be that thing that um, these companies start to look to uh, towards where the gaming industry is headed. Um, and I think Game Pass is on track to becoming one of those one of those things. And it, it's it's simple. It's pretty much like Netflix for games, but the, the way Xbox is packaging it where you're able to play these games on your TV or console or yeah. PC and also through xCloud is amazing. So on top of all of that, all those features I just mentioned, you're playing new games day one as it comes out for like nothing. Um, and and here, here's how much of a bargain Xbox Game Pass is right now, right? Almost all PlayStation 5 games are going to be $70, right? Uh, unless it's like a smaller game like Miles Morales or, or they might down the price a little bit. So $70, you can get five months worth of Game Pass for one game that comes out on PlayStation 5. So one game equals a whole five months worth of content, which is ridiculous to me. And for, for the price of two games on your PlayStation 5, you can get 10 months worth of Game Pass content. And I know I sound like I'm, I'm like a, a commercial <laughs> for Xbox. Oh, it's, it's actually almost a year of probably a full year because yeah, you can probably, get a sale or something. And that's the thing is like, I think a lot of people made a lot of good points of, of how, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic and right now gaming has never been more popular than it's ever been. What happens after that is something for, for, to think about. And I think the one thing that, you know, I, I heard Nintendo mention briefly, Nintendo doesn't need a Game Pass service because Animal Crossing will sell 35 million units at 60, right? It right. just depends on, you know, Xbox saw that their games were not selling at the level of a PlayStation or a Nintendo. This pivot is was not just needed for them, but it was just innovation that we've never 
we've never thought was was possible and they're really going through this you know this volume of if we get enough people on this service we'll be not just make that day one number that that 60 that 70 dollar game that won't need to matter for us and it yeah, wouldn't they're, they're matter not for getting money the, the traditional way and i think yeah, exactly. that's like my whole point like you you're the way they are getting money is, is sort of unproven in certain ways yeah. in, in the, at least in this industry which is why jim ryan was just like it's it can't be sustainable yeah uh, which it, it, it it's like i'm not even getting on him like that because it it hasn't been proven you know it's a brand new and, thing. and that's the, and that's the thing if you're jim ryan you're like I'm going to kind of just like sit on my hands and see where this goes because the magic number is 30 million and they're really, this is a huge risk for them. Again, one that I think Microsoft could definitely take because how big of the company it is, but like Sony cannot. <laughs> so they're yeah. going to definitely take a look, sit back, see where Game Pass goes. Game yeah. Pass will at this point forever be the leader in, in the way of making those radical changes. For sure. And PlayStation having to sit back and go, okay. And I'll just end on this because I know the live stream is starting. You see platforms itself fail despite innovating and having some of the best features because people aren't ready for that technology. Something like the Dreamcast, which had amazing features for its time, yet that platform failed due to the PlayStation 2 success, which came out like a year later. It didn't even have some of the features that the Dreamcast had. It didn't matter mm -hmm. because of Sega's mismarketing and some other stuff, people not being ready. Uh, Xbox in 2013, that was a disaster in many parts, but some of those features they were pushing at the time uh, are things Reality. people are clamming for today. And Absolutely. it always sucks when you're a company that tries something for the first time <laughs> because uh, if history is anything you go by, it can suck going first because we, we do know a, a company yeah. like Sony will wait for that these things so to true. be ironed out yep. and try the most successful version of it if it's worth it to them. And like the Move controller, which pretty much was a Wiimote and then PS Plus is Xbox Live, all those other stuff, right? So I'm, I'm going to end here because <laughs> yeah. uh, I know we got some things starting up. Well, I mean, obviously, it's one minute to kick off. We'll see. Again, hopefully, it, it all works uh, seamlessly. I've never streamed live on a live event, and uh, here we go. There you go, folks. It's uh, there you go. Uh, Trial well by fire, BB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hey, boom! Can you hit the uh, the full screen left. button? <laughs> yes. Okay. Real quick, do you want to you want to hear something sad? Sure. So I'm I have the I have the stream pulled up on my own browser, and then obviously I'm watching it through you know uh, Streamyard on on your screen, and your screen is actually two to three seconds faster than mine. Wow! <laughs> How sad is that? That that is sad. That is sad. You know what? But that's good for our fans. Um, that is listen, sad. I I I know that we had uh, over six hundred here. Um, we are going to uh, sit back. We'll, 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 obviously, we're going to continue the discussion of what's happening in front of us. Although you might you might hear some silence as we watch on in uh, you know hopefully uh, some good information. The super chats that I missed, I will definitely get back to them uh, before the show ends today. Um, but I'm 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 very excited. Uh, this was this, this was what Jeff Grubb talked about a couple of days ago, and once again, Jeffrey Grubb was right. Uh, they're doing um, a, an event on Thursday, and here we are. We're covering it live for the first time.
time here on Xbox, on the Xbox Factor podcast, and uh, I'm happy to be able to do that. So uh, here we go, folks. Uh, 15 seconds, and uh, we're going to finally get this here. What's been going on behind the scenes? Okay, we're getting a trailer. This is is nice. Sound on? Yeah, I believe it is. Oh, yeah. Robert A. Altman. Yeah. Yeah. Boomer, I think you have to um, set in stream uh, yard... um, the setting that you also stream your your uh, audio. Why you don't hear it? No, no. Uh oh. There's a StreamYard setting on the bottom. Okay. Huh, that's weird. All right, you know what? Let me just reshare this. Hold on. What are your guys' expectations for for this event? Uh, nah. <laughs> Nothing. I I want to see like what what they're talking about future wise. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, nothing spectacular. Like maybe Starfield may have like very small. Maybe. Do you guys or, hear it or or you're not hearing it still? I don't hear. It. You're still not hearing it. I kind of just think this is going to be a meet and greet, like, welcome to the family, like, here's all our eight studios, and this is what we're about and all that, but I, I hope they add some news, but uh, Aaron tried to once again kind of throw some ice water on it right before yeah. it went out. But so, uh, he did that through. before, and he, he he's lied about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, what did he, I can't remember what no he lied sound. about. No sound, yeah. There, apparently there's there's no sound, and I have no idea why. Oh, yeah, it was Fable. He lied about Fable. I have no idea why there's no sound. You want me to narrate? <laughs> People well, are no, I don't want you to narrate. I'd like to figure out... Oh, the guy in the VR, he's freaking out. <laughs> I'd like to see what the heck is going on, why I don't got any sound. Oh, it's just talk about Skyrim ports. You don't need to worry about it right now. <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, please, Skyrim. They do a really great job of showing you that uh, their community. And when I mean community, not just like gamers, but devs as well. Well, listen, folks, uh, I want to apologize for the no sound. Unfortunately, I have no idea why that is. And I, you know, doing this, this is the first time I'm doing it uh, live. So I'm not sure exactly what is happening, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Some people say check to see if your tab is muted. Is that a thing? Ooh, there's some rock. What's up, Aaron?
I think my best friend Amy would be into Pete Hans. <laughs> I think so. What you mean romantically? Oh, <laughs> not to say romantically. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a pretty good looking guy. I have no idea I mean, why we can him. hear it and other people can't. I literally have no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Todd looks wonderful. Just, just <laughs> wonderful. Look at that man's hair. Look at that. Deep yeah, we're gonna, v. we're gonna, we're he gonna lose. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do you, we'll, do you want to we'll close the stream then come back after they're done talking? Yeah. Like, what? what was that, Joe? So, do you want to close the stream now? Come back when when they're done talking. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, oh, look at an actual Elder Scroll. <laughs> All right. So, oh. listen, gentlemen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop the stream here, uh, and then we're going to bring it back in uh, after this is done, and we'll discuss uh, everything that's going on because obviously I have no idea what's going on with the sound. Hmm. Okay, it works for me. All okay. right. See you guys in a few. We'll be back. Love you. All right. More. <laughs>